The following is a presentation of the Open Door Bible Baptist Church and Pastor Chris Tice. For more audio and video content, please check us out on the web at www.opendoornj.org. In Romans chapter 12, it's almost like a handbook. It's almost like an instruction manual uh, for how we should serve the Lord. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, uh, it's a beseeching, it's a begging, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's almost uh, uh, Paul just saying, hey, listen, this is how uh, Christians ought to behave among uh, themselves uh, in God's church and with those that are without. As we see in the end of the chapter, as he implores us not to, uh, to, uh, to uh, do evil to those that have done evil to us, as he, uh, he tells us that uh, those that have uh, been unkind, our enemies, were to feed them. If they're thirsty, we're to serve them, we're to give them what they need, we're to meet their needs. And, and uh, surely the church of God is, uh, we're supposed to serve uh, our membership, we're supposed to serve the people that God has given us, steward well, uh, those people that God has sent in, but also uh, God has given a ministry to the local New Testament church that we're supposed to reach to people uh, who sometimes are against us, and sometimes who are unloving towards us, sometimes don't, uh, don't want to, uh, if you would, uh, be a part of what uh, we're doing, may even oppose it. And God tells us to be kind, uh, Lord, uh, to be affection one to another. Uh, the Bible tells us to serve the Lord, to rejoice, uh, uh, to bless them which persecute us, to bless and, and curse not and and uh, we see some things here, and I just want to give you a few things before we look at the handout that I gave you tonight. But uh, the first thing that I see here is a presentation uh, of, a, of a Christian presenting themselves before God and saying, God, I belong to you. In other words, this is not my life. Uh, God, you saved me. This is your life. This is not my body. This is your body. God, this is not, uh, this is, I, I don't belong to myself. I belong to you. Uh, you see in the first verse, he says, present your bodies, a living sacrifice. There's a presentation. I, I don't know about you, but I think sometimes uh, some people think that uh, surrender is, is for like the mission field, is for like full-time Christian work. But uh, a Christian, every Christian should be surrendered to God. We should be fully surrendered to God. We should say in our bodies and our spirits, hey, we are God's. We belong to God. Uh, we are God's children. Uh, we are God's servants. Uh, and, and we belong to God. Are you with me tonight? I mean, there should be a presentation of ourselves. We come before God and say, God, we belong to you. Uh, it's not our lives. Uh, it's, not, it's not what we want to do. God, it's what you want. We're presenting ourselves to be used. You know, nobody uh, can be used that hasn't presented themselves for use. In other words, it's a volunteering, isn't it? Uh, God's saying voluntarily, hey, Christians, you should volunteer yourself to be used of God. You're saying, God, I want to be used. Nobody who doesn't want to be used uh, is, is going to be used. Uh, if you have this desire, say, I'm not, I'm not presenting myself, I'm not available. Uh, a lot of times you say, hey, if you want to be used in this area, show up here. If you, if you want to be used, present yourself, make yourself available, uh, attend. And, uh, you know, th- those that truly want to be used, they show up. Those that truly want to serve, they show up. Those that uh, want to be a part, they, they show up. Some people have good intentions. Some people, uh, you know, have lip service to say, I want to do things or desire to do things. But the truth is, is until we come to the point to where we say, I belong to God, I'm for God's purpose, I'm for God's use, and I present myself before the Lord uh, for His purposes, for His use. And I would submit to you, before you ever serve God in the ministry of the local New Testament church, you need to present yourself to God as a living sacrifice. Uh, you're not presenting yourself to, to work in an organization or just to work a job. And, and sometimes I think uh, we kind of 
think there's some kind of an order to uh, how ministry works. You know, no matter what ministry you do in God's church, it's important. And uh, uh, you ought to be consecrated to God, presented to God, surrendered to God. And uh, we see this presentation that Paul is saying that we ought to uh, do. I don't know if it's been a while. Uh, I don't know if you've ever done it. But as a Christian, you should come before the Lord and say, God, here am I, send me. I'm available. I want to be used. I want you to use me. I'm presenting myself uh, before you to be used. Not only do we see a presentation, but we also see qualification. Qualification. Notice what he says uh, in verse number two. He says, or in verse number one, he says, holy, acceptable unto God. Holy, acceptable unto God. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that I'm accepted in the beloved because of Jesus Christ. What makes us accepted is not our performance. What makes us accepted is what Jesus Christ has done, what he has performed. A lot of times we come with our performance and we present that to God. Uh, God says what we need to present to God is that we've been washed in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, that we are a Christian, that we've been saved. You know, you're qualified for ministry not because of your personal qualifications. You're qualified for ministry because it is Jesus Christ and the power of His Spirit that qualifies us. It is Jesus Christ and and, uh, His presence in our lives, the Holy Spirit's presence in our lives, that makes us qualified to serve. You ever feel underqualified in an area? You feel like, boy, I, I really can't do this, or I shouldn't be doing this, or I'm not able to do this. You know, you're probably in the right spot for your qualification when it comes to ministry if you feel that way. Because you ought to come into it saying, I don't feel like I can do this apart from the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, A lot of times we we show up and we think, boy, I can do this alone. I can do this on my own. Uh, I know how to do this. And and sometimes we can be fleshly confident even in ministry and doing things. Uh, When it comes to ministry, it's not about talent. It's about consecration. It's about us being wholly presented to God and saying, I am, uh, thank God for the gifts that he gives people. But what I'm saying to you is if it becomes about our talent, then we're no different than a talent show. Uh, if it comes because, becomes about our personal qualifications, then, uh, then we're no different than a job, uh, if you would, opportunity. Uh, ministry is something that Christians are to be involved in, but what qualifies us for ministry is Jesus Christ. And uh, we see that qualification, we're accepted. You know, sometimes uh, Christians, they get to the point where they don't serve because they never feel good enough. You don't have to feel good enough to serve. You just need to serve the Lord knowing that you're accepted in Jesus Christ and that you can be used of God, not because of your background, not because of your education, not because of your talent, but because of the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life. And you can be used of God. There's qualification. Notice uh, the qualification, how God qualifies us for service. Is in verse number 2. He tells us, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that she may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Jesus Christ, what did he do? He was always doing the will of the Father, wasn't he? It was this perfect example that we see, that we say, Jesus was always about the Father's business. Jesus was always doing the will of God. Isn't that supposed to be our desire too? That we would be doing God's will. It's not uh, God's will for my life. It's my life for God's will. In other words, I understand that it's not about me. Sometimes we make it uh, kind of identical, you know, we, we make it unique to us. 
like there's some kind of unique thing that's just for us. And, and by the way, you are unique to God, and God does have a will for your life. But what I'm saying is, is we give our lives to the will of God. What I understand is if I don't give my life to God's will, that God's will is done with or without me. That God's will is done. I, I don't know. Uh, sometimes people come to, uh, come, come to this conclusion that without me, God's will doesn't get done. No, God's will gets done. God's will gets done, but you don't get to have the part in it that you should. You don't get to have the involvement that you should. God's will will get done. It's God's will. What God wills uh, is accomplished. What God wants to accomplish will be accomplished. It's not about us. It's about him. But see, when we come, we say, God, I want to be used. God says, I want to use you. I want to use you. It is God that worketh in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure, the Bible says. He that hath begun a good work in us is faithful to complete it. We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus, the Bible says, unto good works. So we understand we're, 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 there's an involvement, there's a qualification, there's a presentation, there's a qualification, but there's a consecration. Aren't we to be holy? God says, be holy because I'm holy. You say, what does holy mean? What does that mean? Uh, uh, is, is holy something I can put on? Is holy something I can wear? Uh, is holy something I can do? Uh, holy is something we can be uh, because of Jesus Christ. We can be holy because he is holy. Uh, boy, uh, there's some things that we ought not to involve ourselves in. But I, I'm telling you tonight, God says, if you're going to be conformed to the world, you're not going to be of any use to me. If you're going to be conformed to this world, you're not going to be of any use to God. It's one thing sometimes we come in, we know it's Sunday. You all wake tonight, I know it's 5 o'clock. Some of you look like you just ate and you got the nap eyes, all right? Uh, you know, it, uh, we, uh, we, uh, we come in and it's like, well, we know what we're supposed to do. We know what our job entails. We, we know uh, that we're supposed to do this. We know where we're supposed to be. We've kind of got our orders. We know how to do it. We've done it before. And uh, we kind of leave and, and uh, boy, I wonder, when's the last time? you ask for the fullness of God's Spirit to serve the Lord. In other words, you, you, you didn't just go and do something. You say, well, I'm just, I'm just passing out bulletins, or I'm just greeting people, or I'm just taking the offering, or uh, I, I'm just teaching the Sunday school class, or uh, I'm just driving the bus, or I'm just helping on the bus, or I'm just helping in a class, or I just helped carry some, uh, some clothing uh, uh, today to help people when they went in for baptism, or uh, I passed out uh, uh, some, uh, some, some handouts and different things, and, and I just helped here. I, I'm, just, uh, I'm just manning the sound booth or I'm just playing a, 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 a musical instrument. All of these things require our, us to be full of God's Spirit if we're truly going to accomplish ministry. I mean, wh- why is it that most people want and desire and even somewhat assume that the pastor is going to be full of God's Spirit and then everybody else, it doesn't really matter? Uh, boy, the truth is, is that every person who serves the Lord, it should flow from a heart of consecration to God, uh, a dependency on God. I need God. I need God. Uh, Boy, that makes it a whole lot more important, doesn't it? I need God to accomplish this. Uh, You don't know uh, who's in your Sunday school class, teacher. 
Uh, you, you don't know who's in the little nursery that you're serving. You don't know uh, who you impacted. Uh, some of you folks need to take some ownership of that, perhaps because you spoke kindly or served or perhaps even showed somebody to the bathrooms when they first came in. Maybe that person stayed and received the Lord Jesus Christ because you uh, were spirit-led and spirit-filled as you handled them, you dealt with them as God sent them in. Do you believe that? Because I do. I really believe that as we do things and we're spirit-led and we handle things properly, that God blesses. It's not just about having things organized and orderly. It's not just having a good system. It's not just uh, so that everybody kind of is doing things and and we're feeding the machine and everybody's just involved uh, in the machine here. It's that there's real ministry to, to be done and the ministry is people. It's people. We're supposed to serve God. We're supposed to serve people. Presentation, qualification, consecration. Number four, we also see humility. Look at verse number three. He says, For I say through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you. Boy, that just says everybody, doesn't it? Every man that is among you, every person. Notice what it says. Not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly. According as God had dealt to every man the measure of faith. God would have us to be sober-minded and not to be high-minded. God would have us to be humble and not proud. You know what the Bible says about the proud? God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. God resists the proud. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be resisted by God. You know, it's it's somewhat interesting that sometimes people blame the devil for what God is doing. You say, what are you talking about? Well, you say, well, the devil's really fighting us today. Well, the truth might be is that God is actually resisting you. The truth might be is it's not God that's fighting you and what you're trying to do. It could be that God is actually resisting you because you're proud uh, and you're trying to serve from a proud heart or from a proud position think, I deserve to do this. I've earned this. It doesn't matter how long you've attended church. It doesn't matter how many years you've been a a member. None of us deserve to serve God. None of us. None of us are entitled to position. None of us are entitled to have ownership uh, in an area. This is God's church. We don't own it. We serve God in it. God owns it. We're serving the Lord, and uh, we should stop looking at things and say, well, this is mine, this is mine, I I own this. No, no, this is God's. How would God have me to steward this area? How would God have me to steward this influence? How would God have me to serve? And when we serve the Lord, we're supposed to serve as unto the Lord and not unto men, the Bible says. You think that I... I mean, sometimes it's like, well, I'm just doing this. I'm just cleaning the bathrooms. I'm just sweeping the walks. I'm just doing... No, no, no. The Bible says there's nothing that we do. There's nothing that we do uh, in service to God that's unimportant to God. God cares about how we serve and and the heart from where we serve from. Many times, uh, pride becomes a problem when it comes to ministry. Because uh, too many people, they they get proud about their position. They get proud about where they're at. Hey, listen, it's not really that important what position or title you hold in God's church, but it is important that you're humble and you serve the Lord and you use your gifts that God has given you in the power of God's Spirit and depend it upon the Lord. You say, well, that's, that sounds good. No, but that's the truth. 
That's really the truth because a lot of times you think, well, I'm going to climb the ladder. Finally, I'll get to the position that I want to have, want to hold. The church is not the moose club. Uh, the, the, church is not, the church is not the country club. Uh, the, church, the church of God uh, is not the corporate world. The church of God is, is God's children, the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, we're his people, and we serve here in this place for his honor, for his glory. Presentation, qualification, consecration, humility. And then lastly tonight, I see in verse number four, uh, diversity. Diversity. Look at verse number four. For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office, so we, being many, are one body in Christ. And every one members one of another. If we have that view... You know what? You know what? If we have that view, when a member of the body has success, we all win. When the member of the body gets blessed, we all win. When when something good happens to someone in the body of Christ, it's good for all of us. When when uh, when God uses someone, when God allows someone's gift to be used for His glory, it's good for all of us. That's what God is saying. Hey, listen, we're many, but we're one body. We're many. Hey, listen, if something good happens to one member of your body, it's good for your whole body. It's good for all of us. It's good for uh, everything. The whole body should feel it. As a matter of fact, as he gives further instruction, he says, Rejoice with them that do rejoice and weep with them that weep. Why? Because weeping is felt within the body as much as rejoicing is felt in the body. Blessing is felt in the body. Persecution is felt in the body. Hardship, trial is felt in the body. In other words, when someone is carrying a load, uh, the Bible says that we're supposed to help them bear that load and fulfill the law of Christ to help bear their burden. The Bible says in verse number 6 that we have different gifts. Notice, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us. Whether prophecy, let us prophesy, and he goes on about ministry and teaching and giving and exhortation. And he gives these gifts. And he says, hey, listen, we've all, now some of the gifts uh, that he's talking about here uh, were signed gifts for a specific period of time that have ceased. But the truth is that all of us have a gift of ministry that God has given us. We all have a gift. A lot of times, some, some are more easily identified than others. And sometimes people have a hard time deciphering, discerning what their spiritual gifts are. Some people believe they have. You ever, you ever see that, uh, that person in the choir that thinks they can really sing? I can really, I, but, but everybody else knows that's not their gift. But you can't tell them that. You know, sometimes that's the case in God's church. Somebody comes and says, I'm really gifted in this area. And usually when they volunteer in that area, you know that's not where their giftedness is. When they come and say, this is what I should be doing here, usually it's not what they should be doing. Usually it's something completely opposite of what they think they should be doing. Usually it's, it's, it's all the way on the other side of the spectrum. Because where we're gifted, uh, we're going to be humble. Where we're gifted... Uh, we're going to use that gift to, to bring honor and glory to God. Sometimes we want a platform to be seen and not a place to be serving. 
No, uh, that's where uh, ministry is not. A ministry is not a platform for a personality to be seen. A ministry is a place for us to be serving. It's a place for us to serve. Uh, um, I met with a, a lot of people yesterday, and uh, every, every single person said this. It was, it was, it was, it was interesting because I hear this a lot. They say, Pastor, I'm sorry to have wasted uh, so much of your time. And I said, wait a minute. That, you're not wasting my time. I'm here to serve. This is not time wasted. This is, what I, this is what God wants me to do. It's not wasting time helping people. It's not wasting time praying with people. It's not wasting time listening to people's needs. It's not wasting time uh, uh, lingering long enough uh, uh, to, to help somebody who needs help. And boy, I don't think that's a waste of time. As a matter of fact, I wish I had more time to do that all the time. Because that is exactly what ministry is. It's helping people. And uh, uh, boy, some people, they just need help. They have questions. I had several people uh, this week who had questions uh, that they asked uh, here in the service, able to call them up later, set up a meeting, was able to lead those people to the Lord Jesus Christ. They had questions they needed answered, and the answer is in the Bible, isn't it? But sometimes they need somebody to show them. It's kind of like uh, Philip and the eunuch, isn't it? How can I understand except somebody show me? Hey, listen, that's what we're we're supposed to do. Look for the people who God brings across your path who need to be served, who need to be helped, and then we fill the the gap, we fill the need. Um, There's diversity here. You say, what do you mean diversity? Well, we have different gifts. We have different abilities. Uh, We have different occupations. We have different uh, talents. Uh, these things can be used in God's church. As I look at the Old Testament and think about the men that God used to build the temple, the men that God used to build uh, the synagogues, the men that God used to build, you know, God, that God used to build the tabernacle, rather, and uh, how he used them. And you think about, he says, this person who was good in wood, woodworking, and this man was good at, at fashioning uh, and, and, and working with metals. And this man was good with tapestries. And this man could, could do this and this man could do that. And the Bible's identifying people for these little things that they could do, but they were using them for God and for God's honor and God's glory. You know, whatever you can do, you should do for God. Whatever you can do, you should do for God. A lot of people, people are trying to say, well, there's not a whole lot I can do, but what you can do, you should do. What you can do, you should do. Uh, a lot of times, ministry is not a matter of can or can't. It's a matter of will or won't. Uh, a lot of times, people uh, approach ministry and they say, well, I can't. I don't really have time. They're, what they're saying is, is not they can't, that they won't. In other words, I, I don't feel that this to be priority enough to clear my schedule to do this. This is not a priority to me. If something of high priority came up on the schedule for them, if it was high on the priority, they would cancel the things that they're not canceling to do ministry. It's true. People do that all the time. You say, can you do this? No, I'm sorry. I don't have time to do that. I'm not able to do that. I'm too busy, too busy, too busy. And you see that even God gives that illustration in the New Testament people who he invited to come and they just, they had too many things to do. In other words, it wasn't a priority to them. Listen, ministry should be a priority to God's people. Should be a priority. In other words, we're saying it's important. God wants us to do it. It's not just, a lot of times what we're saying is, oh, please just come to the services, just attend. That's where we're at with the church. It shouldn't even be that way. 
It shouldn't even be that way. It should be God is a priority. I'm here. I'm available. I'm presenting myself. And boy, you know, the people that are around get used. The people that are faithful get used. You know this is the truth. If you've been faithful to God's house, you know somebody along the way, somewhere along the way, gave you a job. It might not even be a job that you wanted. But you got, you got volunteered. You got signed up for it. You know what they said? This person's just always around. They're just always available. Uh, we got to use them. There's something. We have a need. Uh, there's something that needs to be done. You know, I thought this morning as, uh, we, you know, we plowed last night and salted it and uh, did, the, uh, did the walks and then had extra snow after all that was done. And then, you know, there were men here that were early here this morning before church started, before the scheduled time, and they were out front and they were salting, and they were cleaning, and they were walking. And you know what I, you know what one thing that I noticed as the pastor? I didn't ask one of them to do it. I didn't even, I didn't even have to say a word about it. There were men that were out in the parking lot as it was icy, and they were helping people in. I never said a word, never said this would be good for you to do. They just did it. You know what? You know what? People that are like that get used. And, you know, if, if we got, we've got to get beyond, a, you know, I'm going to show up 30 minutes after service starts, and then, you know, I'm going to get used. In you can't get used if you're not available. You've got to show up. You've got to be here. You've got to show up on time. You know, nursery workers, I, I can't tell you how important it is for you to show up and be on time and to be early. You say, well, there's not going to be anybody there. Well, maybe, maybe something could be clean. Maybe something could be straightened. Maybe something could be uh, ready. Maybe if we had more of this attitude of faith, of we're preparing for what could be, for what can be, perhaps if we'd steward that way, God would give us more. God would show us more. I believe God works that way. How about you? Should not what we do for God be done with excellence? People appreciate excellence, but don't often serve with excellence. They appreciate it. When, when people come in, they appreciate a well-ordered service. They appreciate music that's orderly. They appreciate things that are done decently and in order, even if they came in late. They still appreciate it. Even if it is not what they're doing or what they're contributing, they still appreciate it. Boy, we all need to be a part of that. We all need to be a part of that. Uh, you know, at ball games, they tailgate. They show up early. They're ready. They're prepared. They're coming. You say, well, I I don't have time to do that. Well, maybe you don't have two hours or three hours, but maybe you could try 15 minutes, 10 minutes. Be here on time. And on time, hey, didn't your boss tell you on time means early, right? It means early. You show up for an appointment. How many of you like when when your doctor makes the appointment with you at uh, at 7 o'clock and then you don't get to see him until 8.15? You really appreciate that, don't you? Listen, nobody appreciates uh, a lack of punctuality. Nobody appreciates unfaithfulness. Nobody appreciates... It's not, it's not helpful uh, when we're not that way. And sometimes we just make excuse and we kind of show where it's prioritized. I think we need to serve the Lord with gladness. I think we need to serve the Lord with excellence. I think we need to serve the Lord to the best of our ability. I think other people should be able to uh, look at whatever ministry, uh, job, opportunity, place you get to serve in. They should be able to look at you and say, if I model, if I follow, if I mirror this person, I'll be trained well in how to serve God. Isn't that what God tells us to do? Faithful people in God's church are to teach faithful people to be faithful. He says, hey, listen, faithful men teach others also. You know what? Unfaithful men don't teach anybody anything. You with me? Unfaithful men don't teach anybody anything. 
Faithful men are able to teach others also. So in other words, what you ought to come away with tonight as far as ministry is concerned is with the decision, with the determination that I will be faithful. I don't care what my job is. Uh, If it's volunteering in the nursery, if it's greeting, if it's ushering, if it's I will be faithful. I will show up on time, before time, ready, even if nobody else is around, and I'll find something to do to bring honor and glory to God. Hey, I'm going to serve the Lord uh, with gladness. Places, churches can be exciting places when people that work and volunteer in ministry approach ministry that way. If God has used this ministry in any way to be a blessing to you, please take a moment to send us an email to info at opendoornj.org. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so online at opendoornj.org. Thanks for tuning in.